Hello and good morning, everyone. Welcome to the new episode of Breakfast with Boom. Happy Friday morning, gamers around the world. Uh, this is going to be a great show. We have some incredible topics set to fill your two-hour morning with whatever you're doing. Now, again, it's morning for us here in the East Coast, but it might be you know, midday if you are in the UK. It may even be later if you're in Australia, but we want to say everyone here is welcome. Some of the topics that we're going to cover, man, Gran Turismo 7 just released, and unfortunately, it did not release without controversy. Uh, there's been a bunch of talk with Survivor not getting a review code because they gave a low score to Horizon. Uh, Randall Thor and I uh, talked about that yesterday, and he and I both agreed that if, in fact, that is true, because, again, it's just speculation at this point, that's pretty gross. Uh, and it means that Sony doesn't want people to be honest with their games, even though I wouldn't give Horizon a 6.5. I gave it, I would give it an 8.5, but I'm not playing it because of the bugs. Um but uh, listen, we are going to be talking about Gran Turismo 7. It's currently with an 88 meta. Uh, I got some footage from a good friend of this show, a good friend of this community. Dealer Gaming has made headlines once again. I'm going to show you some of his footage. And quite frankly, folks, with the game, if the game actually looks like this while it's playing, I don't understand how it got an 88. But again, opinions, folks, and I'm always willing to allow people to have theirs. Of course, we're going to be talking about platinum games once again and unfortunately this time around it's not acquisition it's maybe microsoft shouldn't buy them because their new babylon's fall game is might be the worst reviewed game this decade uh it's had only a thousand people playing the game after it launched and uh, on twitch i think it had a, a concurrent number of like 600 people not 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 a good start. The game looks like PlayStation 3 graphics. In fact, it is a PlayStation exclusive, uh, and that could be why it was hurt, because obviously it's locked around behind a PlayStation, and, well, that community realized that this game was a dud and didn't buy it. And, of course, one of the bigger topics, and this one, again, you know, news has been a little light, so you sometimes got to, you know, create these conversations. And the one that I want to talk about is whether or not Microsoft... Uh, when they're done with uh, the um, Activision Blizzard deal, should make uh, uh, should should be in talks with Square Enix to acquire um, Idios Montreal, Crystal Dynamics, and more importantly, the Tomb Raider license. Uh, with those two studios potentially joining uh, XGS, well, they're not going to have a use for it. And I would love to see Laura Croft become first party because, like Phil Spencer said himself many many years ago. They don't have their own Uncharted, but they could. So we're going to get into that momentarily. But let's get into the introductions. We're going to start first with the newest panel member joining the crew. You've heard the interviews. He's amazing. He's got one of those raspy old school voices. <laughs> and we're happy to have him a part of this program each and every week now. Web Dave, welcome to the show. Boom. Thank you so much. And um, guys, it's great to be on here with such a great panel too, man. I, uh, I'm loving it. I'm digging the topics today. I hardly wait to get into it. Boom. I have to do, I believe for a fact that the other three are not on camera because they are much more handsome than we are. It could very reason. well be. I, I would definitely agree with that for <laughs> Just sure. Just kidding, guys. 
<laughs> uh, real quick, <laughs> Chaos Might drops an outstanding. And the first Super Chat of the day of $5 says, Mr. Boom the Podmaster. Keep up the good work. Well, thanks, brother. Definitely appreciate that. And yes, four shows a week, very difficult. But to be honest with you, I could talk games seven days a week. I just need a couple other. I needed those extra days for rest and to take care, of course, the misses. But let's continue on. Uh, and we're going to go first with Fuzzy Belvedere. Now, folks, he is going to be taking the lead, folks, uh, because if there's anyone qualified to talk about racing games, well, it's Fuzzy Belvedere simply because his channel, his YouTube channel, his amazing YouTube channel is dedicated to it. And he has a lot to say about Gran Turismo, both questionable and good. So we're mm-hmm. going to Fuzzy, welcome to the program, brother. Thank you for having me. Uh, good morning, everyone. Man. Got some pretty interesting topics and glad to be here with you guys. Welcome aboard, Dave. And uh, man, let's let's get into it. Yeah, let's definitely get into it. Dreadpool, uh, listen, before we get into your regular intro, what have you had for breakfast, man? That's what everybody wants to know. I ha- Okay, right, here we go. If you all heard that, I just popped Marilyn Monroe's Wild Cherry. <laughs> Love this it. Is the from that is so early in the morning. And we're off. And that, we're this off. is from the Rocket Fizz uh, drink place that Carlo and I, uh, Italian Clowns and I went to a couple weeks ago. Nice. So same place where we had the uh, John Wayne root beer. Oh, that's awesome. So nice. yes, I, I actually, we made some um, fried chicken and I, I made a couple chicken patties and uh, today I decided to make the chicken biscuit. Good for you, dude. So, Nothing wrong with a nice chicken biscuit. The question yeah. is, is it plain, or what is your sauce of choice? My sauce of choice is Gouda cheese. Oh, that sounds nice. That nice. sounds like a very nice thing. It melted over it. Very S- sounds slop, Slopped over some butter onto that biscuit, put the mm. Gouda cheese on there, and just smashed it. I don't do pickles. So All right. Well, listen, you know what? That to, to, each, to each his own, but that sounds very tasty. But listen, welcome to the program, brother. Can't wait to hear what you have to say on these three big topics for, the, uh, for Breakfast at Boom. Oh, yeah. Nice, nice. And last and no way least, the best voice in the business, the one that is going to appear in Gears 6 for sure, Crispy Bomb. What's up, dude? What are we talking about, Trent? <laughs> You guys have me dying over here. Uh, great to be here. Dave, welcome. And, uh, yeah, let's get into it. I, I'm just uh, I'm a little off right now because of how bad I was laughing. But let's go. <laughs> well, listen, we got already 127 people here, uh, and we're just seven minutes into the program. Listen, folks, if you are new, if you are finding the channel for the first time, of course, I was scolded privately and publicly by Randall Thor 19 the man with a million, um, that I need to ask for people to hit the like button and, of course, subscribe to the channel. And uh, listen, uh, if you are, uh, if you again, if you want to, uh, you know, help me continue this trek to, you know, we're past 10K now, the next goal, I would love to say 25, but, you know, we have to go succession. So 15K is the next big one for me. And I want to continue that. And if you are new and you like the content, you like the banter, please consider subscribing. Share the the, the live stream out on social media. Let people know that we are live. And uh, tell people about the channel. Uh, four live shows a week, not an easy feat, but something I enjoy doing. And I always uh, bring new and interesting uh, uh, topics to the conversation, even if they are original pieces like the uh, Tomb Raider one, which we'll get to after. 
we also also have to say uh, hello to uh, Toolman55. He's been a, a, a new member, a new channel member for Here Comes the Boom. Thank you for being a channel member, brother. Definitely appreciate that. But Fuzzy, I'm going to hand over the microphone to you because uh, what I want you to talk about is Gran Turismo 7. It is uh, mm-hmm. one of the big first party games for Sony. They've had back to back. As a matter of, I would even dare say back to back to back because they obviously had Sifu, which mm-hmm. uh, garnered a lot of really good reviews. The game yeah. is uh, excellent. I haven't purchased it yet, but I heard and I've seen lots of, uh, of playthroughs and the game looks hard as balls, but it looks <laughs> good nonetheless. And yeah. of course, Horizon Forbidden West is gorgeous. I love the Aloy character. I love her, her growth as a character. If you, if, you, if you were enthralled like I am with, the, with her, uh, through the first game, they, the, the growth of where she was and where she is is very, very apparent. And I love it. I stopped playing it because the bugs, especially, and I've talked about this on numerous shows, trying to climb things is just egregious. They, they, yeah. need, they, need, to, they need to address it. They, me, I, I fell off so many times to my death. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And I didn't have that problem in the first game, but I will, of course, get back to it. And for the remainder of the show, folks, don't hate me. You're going to see some Elden Ring gameplay, which I just hit level 52. And this morning, some mother, father, sister, brother invaded my game <laughs> and started to try to chop me down. Well, he found the, the, the end of my katana much sharper than his scimitar, and I beat him down cowboy style. So, uh, <laughs> you know, th- that's that. But listen, I'm going to stop this footage for a hot second, and the footage I was telling you that I have here is from Dealer Gaming. I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to bring it full screen so you can see it. Let me just get to the full screen. Now, this comes directly from, you know, uh, D- Dealer Gaming. Uh, I think we all know, love, and trust Dealer. Uh, he says this on Twitter last night. At least I, at least they got half of the game right, I think. Gran Turismo doesn't look that good to me. I don't care if that hurts your feelings, by the way. LOL, and that's so dealer. And at the time, it had 805 likes, which I believe is probably three times that amount. Folks, what you're seeing, this, this car flipping around in what seems to be fake is actually real this is this is footage taken from dealer gaming he actually owns the game i do not uh and uh well there you go there's your 88 meta uh <laughs> and uh you know crispy i'm crispy i'm sorry um fuzzy belvedere <laughs> let's get into it are are what we seeing actual real real life instances within gran turismo it is because yes. a lot of people uh, like myself, we we see videos, and e- even like the ones from Sony, the car seems to be floating as mm-hmm. opposed to driving. And again, it's just my opinion from what I'm seeing. I could be a thousand percent wrong, but it seems very floaty. Uh, now we've seen some we've seen some head to head comparison. Now again, I'm not going to bring up the other footage because I don't know who the person is. Joe, Mister Badbit, who is a love like family, said that it was PlayStation Four footage versus the Xbox uh, Forza Motorsport Seven footage, which, of course, you know, people incite these kind of ridiculous things. So I won't use that footage because you're putting PS4 against, you know, the Xbox One, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. It, it, we are seeing footage from dealer. I, I want to get your hot takes on this because you've been <laughs> playing it and you are our racer enthusiast yeah. on the panel. So let, let, let let's get to the skinny of it, brother. What what are the good and bad points about Gran Turismo? I'm, I'm going to start off with the bad only because it's a longer list, at least at the moment. And I, there's just a few things I want to 
get out there well in front of everything <laughs> just in case people have any questions or concerns i'm a racing fan car enthusiast it doesn't matter what platform it is i'm i'm buying the game um love gt sport after they've updated it and patched it a good bit when it first came out and it was online only wasn't my bag but you know when it dropped to twenty dollars at that point and they had like hard to say no for 20 play. bucks <laughs> yeah when they when they had uh like a single player campaign aspect or uh, you know ai races that you could do as opposed to only online it was a little bit of a different story <clears throat> I, i'm like level 50 or 52 or whatever like just one shy of like whatever the highest driver level is on gt sport and i've only done that in like the past i would say year or so without doing any real online racing but um going from gt sport to gt7 if you're a car enthusiast this game is going to be a ton of fun for you in in the regard of it's going to have a lot of variety of cars that you're going to be familiar with and enjoy driving on various different terrains and tracks and so forth. The catch for me is being familiar with the previous titles. There is a lot of handholding and I guess you could say, yeah, like force feeding you through certain avenues of things that you may not even want to bother with. And some of the things that you would normally, you know, be able to do from start uh, are lock behind a progression system that is a, I want to say a design choice that was ill-advised. I, I don't want to call a developer idiotic, but some of the design choices as far as locking the painting and tuning well behind your progression to the point of, of frustration where you can't even repaint your car, put a number on it for several hours is idiotic to me like okay. if this is about car culture i can understand yeah get your licenses move up the ranks but the licenses aren't even the the bigger thing to to progress you have to get cars to really unlock things like once you get to the tuner it doesn't matter how much money you have it doesn't matter what license you have you can't get the upgraded parts until you buy more cars which is the dumbest thing i've ever heard it's like all right, I'm going to buy a bunch of cars, not be able to modify them. But because of that, I can now do more modifications after I spend all my waste, my race winnings on buying these cars. Yeah, that is a design change or that is a design flaw that needs to change like immediately. Um, some of the other questionable things and I, I love both titles, whether it's motorsport horizon or even you know the G, the gran turismo franchise I, I i love all of them but one of the things that g or, or forza motorsport got dragged through the mud for was microtransactions which it never really had microtransactions it was more of like once you progressed you could use in-game currency you could never use outside currency in game you had to use what your race winnings if you wanted to buy a four hundred thousand dollar car you could spend four hundred thousand or you could take the chance and spend five thousand, buy a box that could contain that four hundred thousand dollar car, and you have a a one in a hundred chance or one in a hundred thousand chance or whatever to get that car. It wasn't what I would consider microtransactions, considering it's more like roulette in the game, almost like where Horizon has the the spinning wheel, the wheel spins where you can win cars. It was kind of the same thing, but in a box format, 
and people assume that those were microtransactions when you couldn't spend real world money to actually interact with that in any way, shape or form other than the money you spent to buy the game. This, on the other hand, this game, I guess for the reviewers, the stores were closed. So now they have it open where you can top off your account, which, by the way, there, there was a grudge or gripe, a major gripe I had with GT uh, Sport that it caps your winnings to 20 million. So if you did a race after you have 20 million in the bank, you're not getting any more winnings. It's the dumbest thing in the world. Considering whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on a sec. <laughs> say, say that again, please, because what you're telling me is that it, it seems like the game is fighting against you. Yes, yes. And and there have been other games that have done limits on like your premium currency or in-game currency. Like Division did this early on with Phoenix credits or Bird Bucks or whatever you want to call them, where you'd have to grind so much to get the stuff and then you could use it to buy the better gear. But you could only buy like two pieces with the, the cap that they had. And that, enough people in the community complained and they upped that level. I didn't really bother complaining um, on GT Sport about the 20 million cap. Because at that point, I had kind of given up on it on any of those $20 million cars. Because I'm not going to be the kind of guy that buys a $20 million car and then can't touch it to do anything to it until I win more races with that car, either stock or with the other cars I already have souped up. It, it just seems like a broken system in, in the regard of once wow. you reach $20 million, which there are cars that are $20 million, none that are above that, you have to start all over. It wipes out your account. And you have to, you know, grind some more. I'm, I'm a guy that will, I'll grind to the point where I have 60 million. Then I'll spend the 20 million on one of those cars and then, you know, tune it up the way I want and so forth. But back, back to the main thing, as far as the, the microtransaction standpoint, if you don't have enough money in your in-game winnings to buy a certain car, you can easily, you know, add five dollars ten dollars or twenty dollars or nine. yeah the the microtransactions it's funny you say that they literally just came down and I, I give everyone the price this comes to us from our good friends at the vgc video games chronicles which by by the way uh was just nominated as being one of the top independent uh sites for gaming so congratulations over to everyone at uh, gdc uh gdc at, uh, at um video game chronicles because they're one of the one of the major sites that i use for you know getting information because their stuff is always legit and obviously now they're being recognized within the industry so big congratulations to vgc here is the actual pricing for uh their credit system within gran turismo 7 and again there are four packs of credits available on the playstation store and these are the cost amounts a hundred thousand credits which i'm assuming would be dollars is mm -hmm. two 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 forty nine or two pounds uh two hundred and fifty thousand credits is five dollars or four pounds uh, 750 or three quarters of a million credits is $10 here in the U.S. and eight pounds in the U.K. And two million credits is $20 or 15 is $15.99 or $16, 16 pounds in Europe. So so let me just see if I because I, I have a headline in front of me and this is what it says. This comes to us from Andy Robinson. I believe he is one of the uh, he's he's the CEO. Of, let me see where, where is he from, um, Andy. I'll get that in a second. He says this: Gran Turismo 7's microtransactions have gone live, and Gran Turismo Sports, uh, Grand, uh, GT Sports five dollar cars now cost forty dollars if you want to buy it. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, which is it's, it, can you elaborate on that, Fuzzy? Yeah, when it compared to GT Sport, the amount of money you would get for a five dollars or some of the cars, as far as what would they would cost in game. You could spend $5 to get a $2 million car, essentially, is what it would come down to. Mm. Uh, now, to get a $2 million car, you're spending $20. So it's Holy crap. There, there is, I guess, the price what of inflation, inflation to some extent. But <laughs> but I, I'm not a fan of doing those types of transactions. I already did the pre-order. I got the million and a half up front from buying the 25th anniversary edition with you know a few extra cars. And that, that's as far as I'll go. I'm not giving them any more additional money. I'll just win or earn more winnings in races, which seem to be capped out at least early on at about 10,005 for a harder level race win. Now there are some that I think are 75,000, but I don't have a, a GR two or GR three car yet. So I don't think I can participate in those, but um, they're, it, it just, it's, it's weird. Cause I even got an invite after buying a couple of the cars that I wanted um, oh, you're invited to buy this Porsche and it's a two million, $2.3 million car. Well, now I'm down to $500,000 after buying the cars I really wanted in the game. And the only real option you have, I mean, other than exit out of that invitation is to go back and, you know, win some races and stuff. But, mm. but otherwise it, it really pushes the prompt. It, I won't say it pushes, but it, it notifies you that if you're in, if you have insufficient credits, you can top that off by clicking this link to the store where you can, you know, spend $20 for 2 million. So it's, like, you know, hmm. it's funny. Uh, I saw a comment and I, and it's, and the guy's name on Twitter is at post up underscore BBB. And he says something pretty interesting, and I'm, I, I want to elaborate on this with the rest of the panel once you're done giving us the spiel. Mm-hmm. He says, "Do you remember? When, do you remember when Forza Seven got trashed and docked for having MTX, even uh, even though uh, when he's talking about microtransactions, even though the game never had microtransactions? Do you guys remember that? Because I remember that. Mm-hmm. I remember them saying, "Hey, microtransactions are bad," and the game didn't have actually microtransactions. So. <laughs> It's pretty interesting. Again, this is the double standard in gaming. Yeah. Even though it, it, you know, this we're talking, you know, uh, 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 Forza, uh, Forza Motorsport Seven came out five years ago. It's still a, it's still a raging double standard. But we'll get into it. But please continue, Fuzzy. But out, outside of like the the microtransaction standpoint, the the biggest complaint I have with the game now, and the reason why I've been on Twitter saying it's frustrating, is that. You can't paint your cars. You can't modify your cars until well into the progression level, um, wow. which seems counterproductive. Like you should be able to like I can understand not being able to jump right out and buy the Ferrari. You know, hey, you need a better license for that. I'm all for that. But don't tell me if I already now have that license, I can't really get that car until I buy more cars to really open up the tuning to then spend money on the parts to make the cars faster. It's the it, it's, it's like a weird mix. There are some design choices that I kind of like for people that may be new to, you know, racing games like the cafe in concept is a good thing. But for those that are familiar with it, it is a headache to some extent because you can't progress further until you purposely go through these certain steps. Certain things won't unlock until you do a certain amount of menus. As opposed to just racing, which if it's a sim, it should be about the racing and not these other little steps here, other than maybe getting the licenses. But even the licenses aren't really 
the end all be all for your progression. It's it's more so the menu system that they have, which it's kind of cool, but kind of frustrating for somebody that's already at a point where or at a level where I can go out and pick, you know, the five cars I want, do the races I want or I should be able to do the races I want without having much problem beating the AI on the hardest level or even making it to online. But it seems like they're, they're giving you these baby steps. Oh, here's how you make a left turn. Here's how you make a right turn. Here's how you stop before this line. I'm like, okay, great. I got that. Why do I have to drive this, this crap box of a car just to move on further? It's like, I already got the one crap box. I don't want to get two more crap boxes to, to move along the story or, or to unlock the garage. I, I, some design choices are terrible in this, but I'm, I'm looking forward to when I do finally progress to where I can paint stuff like the helmets, like the driver suits, which for me, the good things about this game that Forza, I hope, pays attention to the rest of it. I, I hope Forza stays away from whatever Gran Turismo is doing. I, I, I hope they continue their current course and then just add these extra little things like the uploading of your own stickers, which it's funny. Forza is good as far as carrying over paint schemes that you have from previous titles. And they at least recognize the uploaded stickers that I've I've put into the game from GT Sport. But none of the paint schemes are there. None of the ability to put them on the cars right now is there until I progress further on. But it knows that I'm, I uploaded these in the previous game. But when, once I get to that point where I can unlock that stuff, I can then do the driver's suit. I can then do the helmet. I can then paint the car the way I want or, or change the color of the car unless I'm buying a new car and then pick the color then. And then, you know, I'm stuck with that color until I, I guess I progress in the paint shop. But um, it, it has its pros and cons. But right now, the, the beginning, I'm going to say five hours is a bunch of cons and, and not cons as in scam, but cons as in if you're familiar with the series, if you're a racing fan that just wants to get into racing right off the bat, this ain't the game for you. Please wait. Please wait until they patch and realize that they have these roadblocks that are going to frustrate their, their player base. If you're somebody that's new to racing games, like, like horizon five, introduce racing to a lot of people that may not have even bothered with racing. If yes. You're, if you're along those lines, this may not be so bad because it, it is going to do some handholding, which in some cases you may need as far as knowing how to drive different types of cars or deal with different types of weather conditions and things like that. But oh, uh, bouncing back to the, the video that uh, dealer had posted, you can adjust the camera angles to give it more of a Forza look as far as the chase camera is concerned. Mm -hmm. And you can also adjust the seating position or, or a line of sight in, uh, in the cockpit of the car or the inside the interior. Um, but it, it is kind of convoluted and hidden in the menus. Uh, another thing that they kind of, I, I, maybe I'm reading it wrong right now, or maybe it's just changed from the menus from GT sport to now there used to be a thing where you could turn away or turn off the, the lines and turn off the little markers, but you could still have the cones, kind of like what you see at real racetracks, to be able to use as your, your break points and things like that for certain turns. I can't find the cones. It, wow. it has in the, the suggestion that it will put cones as an option, but there are no cones as an option, which is a bit silly to me. 
I'm not a fan of lines on the track. I can see where the turn is. I just sometimes every now and then, especially if you're racing hard to, you know, pass two cars or, or outbreak somebody going into a corner, having those cones is, or can be a little bit of a lifeblood because they're orange as opposed to, you know, a white sign that you're seeing flying by you at 150 or more miles an hour. But yeah. uh, one big improvement is sense of speed is a bit better. If you adjust the cameras and tweak a few things, if you're a Forza fan and and have had issues in the past with the kind of on rails or on top the track feel that you get from, uh, let's say, GT Sport, there are adjustments to give you that that um, more Forza feel with the body roll of the car, leaning into the corners and things like that. Another big benefit that they have is the dual sense, which, by the way, all along, like with the Elite controller, or even I, I guess even the standard Xbox controller, but I've, I've been mainly using the Elite too. If I'm not using my wheel for like the the prototype cars and things like that, when using the controller in Forza Motorsport, you had very good feedback for gas and brake, whether you were on track, on the the curbing, or in the grass, or in in puddles. You got feedback that was, I guess, almost as realistic as what you'd expect as far as feedback from a steering wheel um and i enjoyed that and it was lacking from you know gt sport even after i got my ps5 and played it with the dual sense because they didn't do dual sense support for it the dual sense support for this is amazing now that being said it should have been like this all along for all of the other racing games that goes for drive club that goes for gt sport even with the dual shock because it had rumble triggers or, or some sort of rumble to it, they should have had a similar type feedback prior to having to go to haptic. So big improvement with having the dual sense. If you have a PS five as a, or if you're waiting for to get, uh, well, if you have a PS four and you're thinking about GT seven, it's not going to feel any different on the controller uh, than GT sport will. But if you have a PS five, it's going to be a world of difference that uh, frankly, Forza Horizon, or not Horizon, but more so Forza Motorsport fans have kind of had that same kind of feeling or feedback in their, their, you know, elite controllers at least for a while. And now at least it's a lot closer and in some portions better, but then there's the battery life thing when you're having to deal with rain causing the vibration in the controller and stuff. But um, yeah, the, the, the feedback control or even the gyro control, like if you don't have a steering wheel, you can you know, do the air steering wheel with the controller and that works. Although you have to adjust the dead space or dead zone sort and stuff like that. But um, it, it's definitely an improvement in that regard. But the, the, the progression system that they have right now needs to go in the trash can. Um, okay. Just wow. turn it back to licenses, stop with the other nonsense stuff to make it optional. And I think it, it, it would truly then, in my opinion, be an 88, but right now, this progression knocks it down about five points at least. So okay. I mean, listen, I, 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 I love the honesty. Uh, I love the integrity behind the conversation. First of all, Big Cloud, what's up, brother? Welcome back to the program. Glad to have you here. We will bring you in on the back end of the conversation because I want to get your, your take. Obviously, you are our proper PlayStation representative, so I want to get what you have to say about it. But I, I, I got to go first to Crispy on this. Crispy, I'm going to give you some comparisons from uh, GT Sport to um, 
to what it costs now in Gran Turismo 7. And I want everyone to pay attention because Dreadpool, I want to get your opinion on this. To me, the money situation is three to one. The Aston Martin Vulcan, the 16 uh, edition, uh, the 2016 edition in GT Sport was five bucks. Right now, it's $40 in Gran Turismo 7 if you want to buy it. The McLaren uh, P1 GTR uh, 2016 model was five bucks in GT Sport. Once again, has been raised to 3,600,000 credits, now costs you $40. And the Audi R18 TDI 2011 was $3 in Gran Turismo Sport. Uh, is now 3 million credits, and that will cost you $40. That also goes for the Porsche 919 Hybrid 2016 edition, which was originally 3 bucks in GT Sport, once again has been raised to $40 in actual real-world money. Is th- Again, I've read five reviews, and I know that you know this is coming out, this is coming directly from us from VGC this morning. I don't understand how they didn't know about this, but this is egregious, and anyone that tries to defend it, I, I got news for you. You're not going to get me to agree. What are your thoughts? Oh man, that's that doesn't sound good. That's not even like inflation, man. That's that's highway robbery, dude. That sounds like price gouging. <laughs> yeah, that's that. You know, fuzzy. The progression, the way you talked about it, that I feel like that's the reason because they want you to get you to spend all that money and. I get it. Like, you know, we get microtransactions, you know, it helps, it helps, you know, fund the game. It's, it's part of, you know, how they look at it, but I don't know what math they did to, um, to go and say, you know, that they need to make this much money off of it. I mean, if I had the game, I would definitely not be cool with that. I mean, you can earn, but as fuzzy said, cause I'm going off of somebody that loves racing games. Mm-hmm you know, that progression kind of locks you in and it's basically, it sounds like they're trying to make you use money to, to progress quicker. So then you can start tuning and all these other things that just doesn't sound right. I want to read, I want to read a comment. I'm going to throw it up on the screen for everybody to see from our good brother, Smitty Smith, who he dropped an outstanding and very generous $10 super chat, but check this out and tell me if you agree. Here's up, throwing up on the screen. Smitty Smith says, hold up. $40 for one car and $70 for the game. They must be smoking that really good stuff. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I, I don't, I have never, never seen like, like, dude, we've all complained. Like I I remember gears complaints about, you know, how they went about everything, but a lot of people forget gears Four was the kind of loot box and you could earn so easily in that game. Um, I, I never understood why people were really hating on it. And now you get worse now, you know, and it's getting worse. Don't get me wrong. Like, uh, you know, even at Microsoft, Xbox, some of the games, like, you know, they've at least changed it so much to where, you know, they can make more money off it. But I mean, generally they keep, you know, a lot of the prices at, you know, a much lower pace. I mean, you know, for skins, at least, you know, I see like five, $10, stuff like that. I mean, that's kind of, you know, the car, you know, I get it. it. You know, you're a car enthusiast. So it's like, you know, how are you going to quadruple the price? That's, it's sad. Dude. I mean, I don't, I mean, me personally, I wouldn't ever spend money on, on any game like that. Like, yeah, maybe get one skin for like a free to play because it's already free. You know, that's the type of person I am. I don't, I would rather try to earn some stuff and I mean, I can't, well, I'm just playing the game anyway, but you know, and, and then I just want to bring up, I, I've been seeing, I, you know, I know like, 
dealer's little tweet there. I don't know if it's his footage or somebody else's because I saw a review that a few reviews that called out the um, the rally and, and how the uh, the physics are working in the rally, which I'm sure they could just patch and fix and you know hopefully they do that soon. But it's it's not just like this random thing; like it's actually there. There's something with when you're rallying that you know is it's causing you to like almost float. It's it's weird. It's not. It's almost like the it's almost like the the springs and the suspension aren't doing anything and you're just kind of like bouncing everywhere. I, I've heard it from multiple people. You know, a lot of reviewers have called it out. Not all of them, but I mean, it's something that seems to be it could easily fix. So, yeah, no, I mean, good stuff as, as always. Again, it's it, it, it's pretty, it, you know, again, it's it's, you know, to each is everyone's own. I, I think for a game that's been in development for this for this long, even well before COVID was a, was a was a problem in, in, in the world. Um, it, it's polyphony has once again, in my opinion, I think, uh, disappointed longtime fans. Uh, the last time I played uh, a Gran Turismo that I was, you know, enthralled with playing and getting licenses was probably Gran Turismo 3, which was the and that's the last time that I actually cared about a Gran Turismo. Um, real quick, Smitty Smith drops an outstanding ten dollars super chat and says, Don't forget that Gran Turismo 7 is single player and online only. Where's the outrage? The Book of X, indeed. That's that's a great that's a great point. We also have another ten dollars super chat that just came in from. Let me see who it is. Andrew Souls, Souls. Uh, first of all, brother Andrew, thank you for being here, brother. And of course, thank you for the generosity. He says, "What's next? Expect them to charge annual registration on each car in your fleet." Oh God, don't do don't give them any ideas there, Andrew. That's, a, that's there's already funny. oil changes in uh, car wash fees, so yeah. <sighs> <laughs> I, I can't i can't with this game uh, uh dreadpool let's get your opinion on this listen uh you know we we've seen uh what, what what some people would call nickel and diming at its finest and this apparently seems to be the case uh these prices are egregious uh based on the frustration that fuzzy has explained on getting money and having to have the proper car and and, and then forcing you know pieces of garbage onto you to buy when you already own one it, it, it seems like a grind that if you are someone that wants to just get into racing, you're not going to find that here. Uh, what are your thoughts on these prices? Well, it sounds like you guys need to get good. Uh, this is the dark souls of racing. Did you guys not know that? Um, I love it. So, no, but that's that's the thing. Is it just seems like they're doing the the whole PS4 PS5 upgrade path with the car pricing cuz fuzzy bought what the $100 pack or the version of of the game so when you do something like that and you still have to pay $40 for a car it's it's ridiculous uh well he'd actually he, he, he apparently the 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 25th anniversary came with 1.5 million in credits yeah and what's crazy is that doesn't buy you a $2 million car. You'd actually have to go out and buy more credits after buying the collector's edition. Yeah. It, 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 I don't know. Deceptive purposes? <laughs> deceptive practices? Deceptive manipulation? Well, I don't, I don't know. I, mean, there's, there's I hate a to lot say of, that. Sorry. There's a lot of stuff going on here that's, that's kind of shady again. And it's like, why? Why are they doing this? And this, and this is supposed to be the creme de la creme of racing uh, sims. You know what I mean? from day one when we were playing on the OG PlayStation this is where you had to you had to 
drive and get your licenses and do this and that. You know, they should be fighting to get that spot back. And it doesn't seem like they're fighting to get the spot back. It seems like they're fighting to, to get as much money milked out of you. I'm sorry, but that's... It doesn't seem right. I mean, it doesn't look right either. I mean, you, you got to remember, they, they started this in the PS4 era. So I have no idea how much information they knew what was going to happen with the PS5 to even put that into the engine. So, yeah, we're looking at a, basically a PS4 build with the updated graphics and other features for PS5. Yeah. That's so, a, yeah. you know what I mean? And they're charging you for all this extra? It, 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 that doesn't make sense. And you're held back before you can progress further? I mean, it's not like, like I said, licenses. You know, you, you, you were held back because you had to accomplish something before you can go on. But do you have to be an accomplished painter before you can repaint your car? <laughs> I mean, some, I something does, there's, there's certain, I have no idea who's doing what up there when it comes to this, but it's it, something doesn't sound right. And, you know, if that's the way they designed it, that's not a good plan. I mean, just, just watching the gameplay, watching, uh, listening to Fuzzy talk about all this stuff. It sounds like other, a, it's, it's, would you agree that it sounds more of a step back than a step forward? It's, uh... More like uh, Paul Abdul, two steps back. <laughs> you know, oh, well, it just. It, but the, you know what the best part is? Marilyn Monroe's Wild Cherry tastes like a red Jolly Rancher. Oh, that's delicious! Excellent. Well, you know, at least at least you got something out of the deal. A fizzy, uh, unlike poor Fuzzy, who got clobbered uh, <laughs> and continued to get clobbered. It only paid uh, like two bucks. Yeah, let's bring Web Dave into the conversation. Dave, you, you, you've heard Fuzzy's breakdown. Uh -huh. You've heard you've heard Crispy and Dreadpool so far. Uh, me, I, I'm I was lukewarm on the release because I, I like the franchise. I played it back in the day. I was a very big fan of one, two, and three, and then it completely fell off a cliff for me. Polyphony with their delays. This game again is five years in, in, in active development. It could be longer because uh, we we I, I think that one of the running rumors is that they were dual developing. Uh, because GT Sport came out of the fact that that other uh, the the, the follow-up, which was what we're playing, was um, was unbelievably delayed. Uh, so they, uh, from what we understand, they were dual developing. So this game could logistically have been in development for more than five years. It, if in fact that is the the case, this is this is incredibly disappointing. Agreed. Um, it's uh, well. First of all, I got to say that. Um, at those prices, I don't even know if I could afford a Pinto, but, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, but you know, much less my own car, which is a Z. Uh, hopefully that's included in the set when you get your starter set, but who knows? Um, but man, and, and, and then it holds you back too in your, in your, you know, progression, uh, until you're, you know, until you got a certain, I, I understand that, but the last time I was held back was high school. So, you know, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry. it's, um, yeah, that was a joke. Um, yeah, I, it all around to me sounds, um, uh, disappointing, uh, to be honest. I mean, I enjoy racing games. Uh, I have not purchased this one yet. I have not played it for myself. Um, I'm disclose that right up, right up front. Uh, when I see the previews and playthroughs that other people have done online, um, and sometimes there's even comparisons to like uh, 
to Forza 5 uh, as far as the, the graphics. And, I mean, they say it's, you know, realistic looking, but there's some parts of it to me that look a little washed out. Mm-hmm. And that's just, you know, maybe it's just, just me. Uh, my expectations after playing Forza is a, is a, is a brighter, vibrant game. And also that the, that the cars, um, are the only thing to get the quote unquote ray tracing effect is just the reflection in the cars that it's not anything on the ground or water. No, it's supposed, I think it's only when you're showing off the car in, in, in explosion mode when you explode the car. Yeah. So, I mean, which is fine, but you know they they kind of touted it like it was the you know ooh how pretty these are, and they it is beautiful. I mean, you know, but they are cars, and the cars in Forza look absolutely amazing to me. Um, so I don't know. I just um, I expected more, I, especially with as much as they're they have, apparently have writing on this game um, to compete with Forza. I, I thought that Sony would have actually done. Um, maybe a better job, but then, you know, then you get into the nickel and diamond. That's yeah. just, um, like you said, egregious. I think it's, it's, um, you know, money's tight now <laughs> and with the economy thinking, who knows, you know, how things are going to go, you know, be lucky to get around the track with, you know, what the base cars are, maybe get a few cars here and there. I know you can earn stuff, but it seems like it's going to be a long haul to get the kind of cars that you want or to definitely to unlock all of them may be an impossibility in the game. So, yeah, it's, it's disappointing, you know, real quick hyper TTK in the chat says Sony turned off the microtransactions for reviewers. So they will give Gran Turismo seven a good review. And now that it receives the Metacritic scores, they've made it live for people to purchase. So scummy Sony. True. I mean, I, I I don't know if in fact that is the case. Uh, I one could suggest that that's a a typical Sony move per se. Um, I don't know if they uh, if they would have uh, you know when the game isn't officially out. I don't believe the servers are live, so I don't even know if they wanted to. Could they have um, did the microtransactions? But I will say this in defense of what Hyper TTK is actually saying. Uh, when you review a game, and I've been very fortunate on this small channel to review two really big ones. I got Gears 5 and I got Forza Horizon 5. I was very, very lucky because, again, this is still a small channel. And in my press kit, I was presented with everything that is going to be available day of launch. Uh, and included the, you know, included uh, microtransactions. So if the microtransactions were not included then that's Sony being, well, I hate to say this, Sony. Um, if if they were included and uh, they were, you know, not talked about because they wanted not to give this thing any bad, uh, you know, b- bad press, then that's where the cult of Sony comes into question. Uh, and and, and now, I have, now I have a real problem because, like I said in the opening, Survivor may be a small Australian um, uh, uh, review, or, you know, a website, but that doesn't mean that, I mean, they've reviewed many, many big games. They've given some big games crappy scores because they thought that the game was crappy. It's their, it, it, they're entitled to do so. And their opinion, here, the thing is this, if it turns out that SIE blackballed them because they gave Horizon a 6.5 and not a 9.5 or a 10, like many other reviewers have, then, then, then that's Sony, then that's wrong. 
uh, uh, both, both Rand and I talked about it yesterday. But uh, BitCloud Gaming, let's get your opinion on this, brother. Welcome back to the program. Glad to have you here. Listen, you you are – if there's any one person I will turn to that represents the brand in a proper manner, besides Mr. Babbitt, it's certainly you. And you obviously pride yourself. You give the business to Sony when they deserve it, and you will obviously defend when, when someone's pounding on it for no reason. Where where do you fall in what's going on with Gran Turismo 7 so far? You know, I, I literally just went live for 30 minutes. Uh, I was talking about the Metacritic <laughs> scores okay. uh fair okay. because you know a lot of people now putting their self-worth into review scores yeah, so yeah don't do that up. please yeah. please do not put your self-worth into review scores that's <laughs> so, not right i don't know what's going on at this point uh, with the internet but you know everybody apparently there's a apparently there's a conspiracy and anybody who works in the industry is part of the conspiracy of games getting uh, review bombed and not receiving a proper chance. Can I ask you something, BitCloud, all, in all honesty? What's wrong with an 88? I, 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 I was under the impression that if your game gets an 88 out of 100, uh, that's a great score. That's if you go to school, yeah. if you go to school and you take test A for class B and you you get your paper back from the professor and he or she says, great job, boom, great job, Cloud, Here's your 88. You're like, holy shit, I got an 88. Got an 88. I'm going home. Happy. Yeah, man, I'm going to go <laughs> celebrate. Know? But you know what's funny? There are games that we praise that score less than 88s, that scored 60s, like the Order 1886. Yeah. Wow. See what I'm saying? Yeah, no, it's Rise true. Rise on the Room. People say that had potential. Rise on the Room. And, um, you know, people are bent out of shape over review scores. And, like, again, comes down to you how you feel about the game ultimately but besides the point here um a lot of people don't look at context as to why these games potentially score low there's a reason why gt7 did not get a 96 or a 97 and we're pretty much looking at it right here nickel and dime a lot of people are not supporting of it there's your answer it's not a conspiracy it's just right in front of you a lot of people just don't want to do research or look into stuff they want to immediately point the finger and act like they're going to buy it when they don't buy it. That's the other thing. As far as the game is concerned, um, this is wild to me at the same time. And if it does take off, then, well, get ready for a new standard that's going to be for everybody. Because if Sony can get away with it and make tons of money on it, it wouldn't be surprised me at all if you see Forza incorporate something like that into their system. It wouldn't surprise me if you see another uh, racers do something like that. Now, I'm not a racist sim guy, so it is what it is. But, yeah, I'm not a fan of it whatsoever. Well, I mean, again, you know, it, it, it's it's sitting at an 88 meter. If you don't like that score, I I don't know what to tell you. 88 yeah. is, is actually still a good score in gaming. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I know 90s are better, and I know 100s are better, but the game for as it as it stands and i believe it has 75 75 or 76 uh reviews uh which is which is a lot of reviews and to to, to have still an 80 an 88 yep. that's that's pretty impressive but it's, again, it's wild to me like because dudes are comparing it to uh elden ring they're like oh elden ring's got a 90 i'm like well elden, elden ring is freaking good that's why that's right, elden ring, you you, uh, you will be proud of me bitcloud i am level 52 I am four, near 40 hours into the game. I am addicted. I have taken down 
nine mini bosses, one main boss. And it's my first Souls, my first real Souls game. I know people are like, oh, boom, it's so much easier. I actually had one guy tell me, which I was a little disappointed because the guys followed me for a while. I, I Listen, I'm not a Souls guy, folks. So when I beat a boss and you see me post online, you know, drop it on Twitter, it's because I'm actually excited as a gamer mm, because yeah. I'm not a Souls guy. He actually told me, don't do it to yourself, meaning not to embarrass myself to get excited about beating a boss. Well, you know what, dude? Uh, what can I tell you? Don't follow me. Dudes are miserable, man. They, they don't like to <laughs> see you happy. You. They, they really do. I had to, I, it's, it's sad to me. It's just sad. <laughs> like, how come it, you're not playing horizon like this i'm like i will when i get to horizon <laughs> yeah horizon That's for me point. i i will get to it i have eight hours you can go and check my psn it's open to everyone i got a couple of trophies i am not happy with the climbing it's it's bothersome for me hmm. uh the hitboxes are dead she's not grabbing where she needs to grab so when that's patched and I've, I've, I, and I, I could see me actually playing this game for the next three or four months because I want to beat this game. Um, and there's I'm, so much I'm, more to it, you know. Like everywhere you go, there's a boss, there's an area it, to explore. It's like it's so alive. And wh- one of the things I found very interesting is the conversations that I'm having with other people, like Kaysante and Everborn, and other people that play this game. Is that I'm like, I just found this bugbear who does bear hugs. He's the size of the screen. Yeah. And after like four or five times, I, I finally beat him. I, I, I brought in the wolf pack and we, we beat him down cowboy style. And it was great. And uh, Kaysante and I were talking this morning. He's like, yeah, did you find this boss with spiders? And I'm like, uh, what? Where? And, I, you know, and, and, and that's the water cooler moment that I'm getting from this game. And again, I'm not a Souls guy. Uh, but I'm not playing it like a Souls. I'm kind of playing it like Assassin's Creed a little bit, you know, the same mm-hmm. way I played Neo. Neo, I played like, a, like Animusha. Um, but like I said, I'm, I'm quite enjoying it. Yes. Yeah, dude. It's, 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 I'm enthralled. I I really am. I, I, I cannot wait to get back to it, but listen, folks, uh, big cloud, we're gonna go right to you first. Uh, we got, we got to, we got to talk about platinum games again. And unfortunately, brother, this is, it's not good. Uh, their new game that just released as a PlayStation exclusive might be, uh, considered one of the worst games released this generation, it's called Babylon's Fall. Um, I have seen uh, many, many videos. Um, I watched um, Maddie plays. I like Maddie a lot. He works with the Cognito, obviously, on uh, on Defining Duke. He he put out a video of what 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 is this game, and he's on to something. It it looks bad. It it looks. I mean, it looks so bad, ladies and gentlemen, that. Their PS3 level graphics, like it, it, it didn't just go back from PS5 to and 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 land on PS4. No, no, it, it, it skipped the PS4. And said, no, we have to make this look even worse. So we're gonna make it look like PS3 graphics. It is, it is abysmal. Uh, have you had a chance? Because even Mr. Badbit, now that's that, that's Mr. PlayStation. I told him about his Joe was like, I didn't even know that game was out. Well, I there you go. And there you go. Live on the air. You didn't even know that game was. I didn't know. Uh, I'm too busy playing actual greatness. I, I didn't know what this was. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> so, awful. That's awful, dude. Uh, that's bad, man. Um, you know, that's crazy because I was all for giving them a chance, especially with the reports going around possibly scalebound, possibly coming back. And, um, you know, Microsoft purchased them. 
the question of the day is, are they going to pull the same ace card they tried to do with Microsoft? Are they going to blame Sony? Like, oh, it's, it's Sony's fault, the reason why the game looks the way it does, vice versa. I, I don't know, man. But incompetence at its finest. Let's just go ahead and put it like that. They're very well, let, let, let me give you some stats. Um, on its release day, Babylon's Fall on the PlayStation 5 had mm. fewer than 650 concurrent players on Steam. This is coming from a, a, a Steam Spy. Uh, and apparently the Square Enix title is currently outside of Steam's top 50 best-selling games. Top 50, it just released. Uh, and I, I got some more information. Again, I pulled this article live on the air from BGC. You know, the game is um, uh, uh, 60 bucks, or the deluxe edition, if you could believe this, is $95. For the deluxe edition currently has 18 reviews on steam it is not doing good at all um and uh you know what they're, they're, vgc is saying that um for comparison another live game published by square enix marvel's avengers saw around 28,000 concurrent players at lunch uh and obviously the game would be branded a failure by square enix bosses well um uh, another game that had at peak concurrent uh, that, that Square Enix considered to be a failure was 125,000 players for Outriders. Well, oh this had God. 650 concurrent players. That's a colossal failure at that point. And yeah, it, it, it's, it's not good, ladies and gentlemen. It's, it's not good. I mean, I, I, I can bring it up on the screen if you, you want to see what VGC is. Uh, hold on, let me, let me bring it up. I don't up know what me. the issue is with these guys. Are they trying to be just too ambitious with their titles and it's just they're letting their ambition get the better of them? I mean, sometimes it's best to play it a little safe, you know? Build yeah. Plus, build something that works and it's, it's, it's competent first and then you start branching off to the more ambitious stuff, but that's wild to me. Let me, yeah, let me, let me see if I can get it to unpause. Is it playing on the screen? Yeah, yeah. Here's, 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 let me, let me, let me, let me bring it up so you guys can see uh, full screen layout. Uh, again, this is this this article is pulled directly from. Uh, I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring up White's full screen here. See if we can bring his full screen. Yeah, yeah. There, there, here's yeah, the game, that's folks. Pretty bad. That's pretty bad. This is a PlayStation Five exclusive. Uh, it looks awful. Um, and, uh, you know, this, this leads the, this leads to question, um, uh, uh, um, uh, big cloud Joe, Joe, see, Joe said it in the DM and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to put words in his mouth. He simply said that platinum games is overrated. Is he on to something with this at this rate? Yeah. He's on point. Yeah. There, there's no, there's no extra butts about it. Um, <laughs> like whatever little bit of premise they had left where people probably had faith in them. I think they pretty much just pissed it away with just this rare. Usually when you have a game, whether it be, you know, something new in this case, you would want to showcase your best work, your best foot forward type of thing. If this is your, if this is considered your best foot forward and you think this is acceptable and people are going to flock to it. You've lost your, uh, you definitely lost your, your steps. You missed your steps. Yeah. hundred percent. This, this looks, this looks terrible. I mean, it does look like PlayStation three graphics. And it's and, and you know something. Let let's bring Crispy Bomb into the conversation. Crispy, um, you know this is what what's interesting uh, more so than the game just being terrible is the fact that this is now another published stinker for Square Enix. They continue to drop the bomb, the drop the ball. Um, and uh, I don't know how much. I mean, listen again. We're we're, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep Square Enix in the conversation on the back end. 
of the uh, the Tomb Raider conversation. I, I and we'll get to that in a minute. What what are your thoughts on this? On Platinum Games delivering what looks to be another awful title, which again, it's it's they have become extremely hit or miss. And recently, they wanted to uh, do Scalebound. Would you try? Is, is this why Microsoft isn't jumping at the chance to bring that IP back? I, I would say so at this point. Um, you know, it's kind of like it's kind of like they just Sony Quiet was like, uh, this game doesn't exist. Like, we're just gonna <laughs> we're gonna put it out. It's just like Crossfire X with Microsoft. So I don't want to hear because a lot of people said that. Now you have your example right here. They, they they do hide games that just aren't good. Okay. And and they probably just wanted to get get it out there and whatever contract be over with because I'll tell you right now, Platinum has slowly just taken away any faith from any gaming company at this point. It is a, it is a scar on Square Enix once again. They have, you know, I mean, if Outriders did that well compared to this, that's super, super bad. So it's, it's one of those things like uh, Platinum should not be trusted at this point. And honestly, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if if somebody else buys them if like you know embracer group or something like that i mean their 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 tier level is down in the gutter at this point as far as you know it being a a triple a studio i you can't even put that that word even close to that uh, for yeah. them they are they are barely a double a the way it's looking at this point so i mean i, I you know microsoft has the ip if they do scale down they got plenty of devs now you know you, you could do it with somebody you trust and somebody you know that's and, and give them the time and and not be paying you know paying the normal wages that you have been paying you know and, and give some of these studios you know I, I wouldn't be surprised if if once activision is the deal's done you know raven or somebody like that gets you know a new game that's not call of duty like yes we have the ips here you go you want scale bound there you go so just uh platinum uh, i'm sorry no no those no scale bound for xbox and and shame on you, honestly. I mean, you should have just delayed the game if it's like that. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. You know, Dreadpool. Let's bring in on the conversation again. Not the biggest topic of the day, but certainly one worthy of a conversation because it is a new game and it is it, it is doing terrible. Uh, Elemental Po drops a five dollars super chat and says, referring to Platinum Games, is this the reason why reason why they they wanted to beg Xbox to make a game for them? Again, what 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 what's your response to that, Dreadpool? Is 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 Elemental Po onto something? Well, funding would be great. I mean, they probably wanted it so that way, you know, the studio that they just opened up not too long ago for this game in Tokyo, mm-hmm. you know, we're gonna open up a new studio in a city so we can make this game, and I. The problem was they just don't know how to make uh, any games using Unreal Engine 6 because there's no such thing yet. <laughs> I'm, you know, it, it, how, I mean, obviously they, they saw the light that they weren't doing it. Why would they even put it out? You yeah. know, let's delay Halo, but not this game. You know, and the funny thing is I'm watching some of the, the gameplay and or the you know the trailer whatever they're showing, and I'm thinking, huh, kind of reminds me like uh, in between Fable Two and Fable Three. Well, you know what's interesting? That's not my gameplay. That gameplay is coming from the publisher, which but means that if yeah. that's the best foot that they're putting forward, ouch. 
they didn't Ouch. even clean it up. They didn't even up, you know, uh, I don't know, cinematically. They didn't even try to make it pr- clean pretty it. Grown. Yeah. yeah. They didn't even have even faith to even do anything about it. So it, it's it's bad. Uh, why? You know, and, and everybody's like, yeah, we should bring them back, you know. No. <laughs> don't. I mean, this is a prime example when you're too cocky with yourself and, and don't care about what you're putting out there as your product, you know. And I, calling, you know what? I was in the camp of, hey, they should, they should acquire Platinum. It'd be great for the no. great for. And now I, I see this and I'm like, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Next time, listen to some of us that said no. No, yes, I, I, I hundred percent agree. And I, I listen again. I, I, I this is going to be a short topic because we're going to get into Square Enix and how they currently uh, feel about the Western Division, which includes Idios uh, um, uh, Montreal and, of course, Crystal D. Um, obviously, Tomb Raider um, didn't it didn't do enough didn't do enough uh, stats for them i actually have um i'm gonna see if i can pull it up while uh, we get fuzzy uh, uh, opinion about this fuzzy i mean let's talk about babylon's fall this is another <laughs> stinker 650 people concurrently playing a new game is not yeah. good that's just definitely not good <clears throat> i not to you know poke fun at other developers or anything like that but i, I think even lawbreakers had a better launch than this so Totally different game, obviously. Totally different genre, but it just—it's it, a shame. I—I I, I don't want to see a dev close because of you know a poor reception on a game, but I—I I think this the the scope of the game should have been put out there a little bit sooner, or or at least because like um, like Pragmatic Eagle was saying in in the chat, it's like with with these instance based you know MMOs, it it you're taking into account all the players all all of the world and all that stuff so the graphics usually are you know fall on the wayside for more so the the exploration aspect but even still uh, i i'll just come out and say it out, outside of was it near automata or or i'm probably saying it wrong but uh i i've never really been that big of a fan of uh of platinum but um you know, it, it's a shame that only 600 people are playing this game. And it seems like Sony just quietly, you know, pushed this out kind of like <laughs> we kind of like what Chris was saying with Xbox and um, Crossfire or, or X. Deadpool saying with like the uh, yeah, Crossfire X and stuff. It's a shame. But, you know, you know, what's the difference between that, though. This is a $60 game. Crossfire X is on Game Pass. That's True. a big difference. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those they should have had as like a PS Plus thing, kind of like they did with um, Destruction All Stars. But um, yeah, it's it, it's a shame that only 600 people are playing. And typically, you know, your your launch, you know, concurrent players is going to dwindle over time. I mean, it doesn't seem like they're drawing any more attention to it to bring more people in, and that just means it's going to wind up dying even faster type of deal. But um, no, I I was in the do not buy platinum yeah. games camp, just because it it even though we don't have entirely the full story, although there there are always multiple sides of it, the the whole deal between that and uh, with Scalebound and stuff like that, I just wasn't a fan of because appearance sake, it just looked like they were not prioritizing properly, and it just seems like maybe some things were you know overlooked or or 
not focused on where they probably should have, uh, you know, with this game to at least bring more attention to it to, you know, have a better launch or something. But um, it's a shame. Indeed it is. And uh, let's get, uh, you know, I want to read some, uh, now this comes to us uh, directly from, he made the list himself. Uh, I'm talking about Everborn Saga. Um, obviously he's on primetime gaming. And this is, this is, this is, from Square Enix, this is this is these are press quotes directly from them, and listen to this listen to this record, uh, Web Dave. Outriders failed to meet expectations. Guardians of the Galaxy failed to meet expectations. <laughs> Tomb Raider 2013 failed to meet expectations. Hitman failed to again once again failed to meet expectations. Deus Ex, Sleeping Dogs, and Marvel's Avengers, all fail to meet expectations that is a total of two four six seven games that they have released in succession since 2013 that has failed to meet expectations this is bonkers and now you can add this game this game is definitely going to fail to meet expectations that would be game number eight they have a terrible terrible track record uh, and uh, they, they apparently continue to back the wrong games. Makes us, it makes me wonder as to why Crystal D and uh, uh, um, the Montreal studio uh, is, is potentially going to be co- coming to Xbox Game Studios, which we're going to get in a minute. What, what, what are your thoughts on Babylon 4? Well, <laughs> to compare to these other games on their are not up to par list. Um, it's definitely in a level all its own. Um, I've played Outriders. I enjoyed that game. I think it was pretty good for what it is. Uh, Guardians. I think it's a great game. Obviously, to them, that's not you know their level of what they wanted to do with the game. But you know, are their expectations too high. I don't know. But for this game. <laughs> wow yeah the the player base is extremely low uh i downloaded the demo never got to it probably won't now probably gonna just delete that and just kind of forget all about it um i definitely don't think um it, it put it this way if they were trying to entice microsoft into buying platinum uh, platinum just put the nails in their coffin because i i it 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 really, especially when when you see the breakdown of the character create screen, it really does look like PlayStation Three level graphics in the hair. I mean, it just I don't know. It, it just seems like they could have done so much better, uh, you know. And, and and there's some people in the chat saying that it's uh, certain types of uh, MMOs, uh, you know, the, because it's an instance that the, the graphic level should be lower. I can understand that. There is definitely some potential in the game that has been lost. Not just in that, but like the cutscenes, um, where like they're not like digital animated cutscenes. They are um, unfortunately just um, like poor animation. Like say the least. I mean, like like maybe like an arm moves or something <laughs> in the cutscene. <laughs> It's like, what in the world is this? I don't know. It's just um, very disappointing. Um, But I guess the best thing 
for Microsoft <laughs> is that they can say now, I think we'll pass. <laughs> I think we will pass. Well, Wandering Dutch, friend of this community, friend of me personally, he put out a tweet just now and says, this is why we don't want platinum games with Xbox. Dear God. Amen. So, so <laughs> there, there you go from the Wandering Dutch. But folks, we got to get into the speculation town of today's show at 1111, uh, which is, uh, you know, lucky for some, bad for others. Listen, folks, here's the thing. We know Microsoft is all about adding talent, adding IP to Xbox Game Studios. Uh, well, you know what? Actually, before I do that, let me let me shout out Pragmatic Eagle, generous friend of the program. He drops an outstanding $10 super chat. And uh, Fuzzy made mention of it before. He says, to be fair, in defense of Babylon's Fall, you didn't know it's an instant based MMO. These games generally don't have top tier graphics because they're massive games. Zooming in is bad marketing. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. So thank you for the generosity. And of course, thank you for the information. I actually didn't know that. But let's, uh, let's continue on this, this speculation uh, train. Look, folks, uh, right now, as of today's date, Crystal Dynamics has been, quote-unquote, loaned out to the initiative, which is currently run by Daryl Gallagher. Now, Daryl Gallagher uh, has, has, is, 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 has an incredible history within gaming. He is the head of the initiative. Um, and, uh, you know, look, uh, there's a, he, he obviously he was with Crystal Dynamics in his, in his past, and it, it makes makes sense as to why he would want that team that he knows in and out working on the Perfect Dark reboot. Uh, we've seen more people added to that studio with 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 higher, uh, you know, they, they've been hiring at, at a feverish pitch. They've been adding some incredible talent, but I, I I gotta talk about the bigger picture here. Now, my personal opinion is that Crystal Dynamics. The, the ink may not be on the paper because they're they may have to they may have to make announcements uh, that because it's a publicly traded company I don't know if sums of parts need to be uh, put out there so I don't know for sure um, it's just speculation at this point I have a strong suspicion and opinion this is my opinion folks that Crystal Dynamics is in fact going to join Xbox Game Studios at some point now. Has the Activision Blizzard uh, deal and its and its uh, its importance and priority to Microsoft changed when that's going to happen? That is potential. But if you remember, a couple of weeks ago, we had Hogue Law on, who believes that they could, in fact, pick up a studio or two this year and still not damage the deal. Um, and I believe him because he does no business. That is, he's, he does business law. That is his his shtick, so to speak. Um, but I don't, I don't want them to just stop at Crystal Dynamics. I would love to see them bring Edios Montreal, who just made Guardians of the Galaxy, which you, if you didn't know, is dropping into Xbox Game Pass. And by God, if you did not play that game, please trust my opinion and give it a shot. It is 
absolutely freaking phenomenal from start to finish. The soundtrack's amazing. The banter between the characters is top-notch. Like I said on numerous podcasts, the writing on this game is James Gunn level good. I mean, man, it is so good. So with that said, if they were to get those two studios, I, I think that would be great because what it does is potentially fixes an issue that Microsoft has in bringing us the Sony type of game, you know, the third person story driven over the shoulder kind of a uh, 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 romp that I like. That's why I have a PlayStation five. I appreciate those games and I would love Microsoft to, to do more of those. I'd love to see, but, but again, let's not stop with those two studios. Uh, Square Enix, as we know, has already thrown both of these, these, these development houses under the bus publicly, which is shocking. That Why would you do that? I have no idea. But with that said, what it does is tell me that they have no faith and no confidence in either of them. And if, in fact, that's the case, they could potentially be looking to sell them off to someone like Microsoft, who has a connection with people in both studios, thanks to Daryl Gallagher. But I don't want to stop there. Um, Look, a couple of years ago, uh, Phil Spencer was interviewed during uh, the, uh, the, you know, the, the 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 controversy behind Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider being exclusive for a year. And Microsoft got so much shit from everyone in the media who now praises Sony for the same thing. But we're not going to go down that rabbit hole and talk about the cult of PlayStation because we know that they exist. Um, what I want to talk about is in that interview, when they asked Phil specifically why did you do this deal? Why was this deal important to you, Phil? And he came out and straight up said, it's because we don't have our own Uncharted. Now that's going to change with Pitfall potentially coming back because I would love to see Pitfall Harry, you know, uh, you know, be a, you know, a, a, a Uncharted level return. That would be freaking awesome. Um, but I, I think that with the purchase of these two, if it happens, again, this is just speculation town. If it turns out that Microsoft does acquire these two studios, there's not going to be anyone left to make a Tomb Raider game for Square Enix. And because they were, they were uh, uh, disappointed in the sales of 2013, Rise of the Tomb Raider, and of course the last one, which wasn't my favorite. That's the, my least favorite was the last one. Um, I, if I'm Microsoft, if I'm Matt Booty, if I'm if I'm you know, Phil Spencer, head of Microsoft Gaming, well, I'm going to be honest with you. I go out there and I say, hey, listen, can we buy Tomb Raider because it's an IP that you know it's it's you you get a lot for your money with that. Besides Laura Laura Croft being a very prominent woman character that could represent Xbox. You talk about movie rights. You're talking about toys. You're talking about there's a lot that comes with it. Let's let's start let's start with Crispy Bomb on this. Crispy, what, what, first of all, what are your thoughts uh, and opinions on potentially Microsoft going out of their way to bring back uh, these studios? Not bring them back, but add them to Xbox Game Studios. I think they would be a great fit. But more importantly, what are your thoughts on bringing uh, Laura Croft, Tomb Raider, as a first party IP? <laughs> wow, we're going way into speculation. Oh, yeah, here. we're going deep down. Uh, Crystal hole, Dynamic yeah. is probably the one that, you know, it's not total speculation because if you look at the writing on the wall, 
I mean, why would Square do that? Uh, it's it's actually a very rare occurrence that they would do, you know, just the whole studio, like not a, like a, a little like subsection. Like they're just like, oh, here you go, Xbox. You, you can use them. It's a little weird. Um, wondering if they're really at this point starting to hurt real bad and maybe to get some revenue back, they say at the least the de- developer itself just sell it to Microsoft. I think that's a possibility. I don't know if they'll get let the Tomb Raider IP go. I I, I don't really see that happening. Um, it would be it would be logical, but they haven't touched it in a while now, and it's like I haven't heard any development, anything like that. Uh, Idios Montreal, I I don't see them uh, letting them go because I mean, regardless of what they consider you know successful, they just got a bag from Microsoft to put it on Game Pass, so. You know, it, it had to have been pretty substantial, you know. So it's it's one of those things. It's so interesting to think about. Um, you do have Indiana Jones, by the way, for the uh, Uncharted-style games. Yeah, so. no, 100%. Uh, 100%, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah but there is, you need, you know, you got Pitfall there. That, that IP is completely, it's it's all owned by Act. Once it comes out, that the deal's done, I mean... We could be hearing all kinds of little hints from Phil. Maybe he'll have something on his on his uh, shelves again. You know, <laughs> start that all over. But yeah, I mean, it would make sense at this point for Crystal Dynamics if they're not making anything for Square. And and I mean, if Square's that disappointed with them, why not just sell them? You know, that's the way I look at it. I mean, it's a great, great points. I mean, listen, again, it's it's speculation town, right? We don't know this is going to happen. The Crystal D, I think, is a done deal. Again, it, just just based on common sense, why would another publisher allow another publisher to take their AAA studio and be locked up? And, you, you know, we, how, how long is that going to be? Is that two years? Is that three years? Is it five years? I, I don't know, but it's going to be a significant amount of time. And they're not making games for Square. They're making games for Microsoft. So I think that deal is done. But uh, Edios Montreal is another one. Um, again, they were, uh, they were unimpressed with the sales numbers with Guardians. So when the, the sales numbers are unimpressive, even though it was critically uh, appreciated by people who played it, it didn't make the money for them. So um, that, that says to me that they're disappointed. And when you're disappointed, you might want to see, hey, listen, what about would you be interested in them as well? Because we know that they have publicly, of course, be, talked about their Western division not delivering, which I, I, I would disagree. Um, mm. But, you know, let's, uh, let's, let's bring uh, Dredd into the conversation. Dredd, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, I mean, listen, Tomb Raider is a legendary IP. And, and, and I can't say for sure that's going to happen. But... If those two studios leave Square Enix and come to Xbox, they're not going to have anyone to make another Tomb Raider because you're not going to have any of the Final Fantasy people doing it because they, they, they've they been unimpressed with Tomb Raider sales all for the entire trilogy. So why would you uh, spend $50 million to bring another one in if you're, if you're not impressed with it? What, what are your thoughts on potentially not only bringing these two development houses but also the IP? Well, the IP would be great. I mean, regardless, uh, we would have oh, we would have so many protests, so many partitions. <laughs> I love it. If I if it ever protests. happened, <laughs> think about it. We'd have I don't know how many 
Xboxes, Playstations flipped over on a, off of a desk. Even a PC flipped off. Oh my god, you can't be doing this to me. Uh, you know, all the fake uh, idiots out there that mm -hmm. try to, you know, look at me type deal. Mm -hmm. um, but no, that would be great. You know, if think about it. You got Lara Croft and Pitfall Harry tag teaming it. Wow, that would that be would something. Be, that would be so. You know, and then there you go, and that's how you bring back Pitfall Harry, and and he does his own thing. Like he just does like an Ubisoft, where he he comes in and does a little cameo for something. You play him, or or just you know in, get introduced to Harry, and you're like, who's Harry? And then you find out that's the new character for Pitfall. That is Pitfall Harry, and that's who this Harry dude is. Okay, so, you know, stuff like that, right? Speculation time. That would be so cool. Now, for Crystal Dynamics, what is the re the most reoccurring theme that Xbox has said? We have a long relationship with studios before we buy them. Um, hmm. Where are they working right now? <laughs> Granted, not, not officially as a uh, Xbox or a Microsoft... Uh, um, development team, but as a um, outside studio that's working for um, who who is that? Oh, uh, Joanna Dark. Oh, that's right. So they they got experience with what they're doing. They're working with them now, hand in hand in hand. So that would be the best possibility of look. You know, they're not doing good. Um, we're, you know, we're, we're funneling the money for them to do this. And once they lose their contractors, this contractor of ours is going back to you. Why don't we just keep them? And I can see something like that going on. Um, I don't see, I don't see the uh, square uh, giving up any IPs. I don't care for how much money. Okay, I mean, it, it, I mean, listen, you, you bring up a valid point, dude, for sure. I mean, I, I've actually got pushback on that from other people that I've talked that I happen to make but mention. They're like, great. yeah, that's a, it's an IP that they don't get rid of. It would be great, and you know, and here's the other thing: we don't know what their expectations are of the Western developers. We don't know, you know, uh, what they're expecting. So if you're, if you, you know, maybe. maybe just maybe they're expecting or saying, right? Because when they hit those numbers, they got to pay out those bonuses because, you know, hey, you hit these numbers, you get this beautiful bonus coming to you. Um, maybe they're saying, you know, they, they got these numbers uh, really inflated because they're expecting uh, with that many more people here mm. in the States and, you know, just think of North America between Mexico, the U.S., and Canada. Okay, maybe not Canada. No, I'm kidding, Canada. We love you. But still, <laughs> you, you figure um, with as many people as we have here, you know, and then you got Europe, and um, you figure the diversity of the European countries and their national, you know, with, with their cultures. Uh, you would think that, you know, as a Western um, division that, they could make some money, so they're probably, you know, jam jamming those numbers way up there. And that's why they're not meeting expectations. They they expect a lot more because they're probably not expecting as much from a Japanese studio in the Western. And, you know, as much as there's a lot of people that love our, uh, Japanese games, 
uh, on this side of uh, uh, the Pacific, um, maybe they just don't expect them to be that much. And obviously, you know, the last game we talked about um, definitely missed its mark and overall just didn't hit the the numbers that, you know, they probably had lower numbers that they were expecting to hit, and they still didn't even hit those low numbers. And that's so, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. we don't know what their what their expectations are. You know, are, are they manipulating the the situation? Are they? You know, what? You know, if if you look at when we had the hurricane that went up the Mississippi, they had record losses. Because of all the oil ships they, they they lost and the factories and the refineries and this and that. But yet, at the end of the year, they had record profits. Mm. Yeah. So, similar situation, we just don't know the full truth as to what they're manipulating. And remember, XL with, can be manipulated. You leave one subject off and that, that high number can also now become a lower number or a lower number now boosts up to a higher number you can manipulate these numbers even though it's literally math you cannot manipulate but you leave off a little bar now that pie chart looks a lot different yeah no it's, so, it's, 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 i mean it's a great point but again we we don't have the internal numbers all i can tell we have is opinions at this point and and i and i think it would be great uh the crystal dynamics i think is almost guaranteed it, again my my opinion but i think that you don't get rid of an entire studio or lend them out for X amount of years if that studio isn't already a part of Xbox Game Studios. Again, it just doesn't make any sense. But, uh, Fuzzy, let's get your opinion on this, brother. What are your thoughts on this? I mean, could we see uh, Tomb Raider come to Xbox? I mean, they have the money, and mm-hmm. Square Enix keeps you know making these bad investments. Maybe they would get rid of Tomb Raider. It, it'd be nice. I mean, <clears throat> I, I can possibly see square parting with it but it, it's going to be a pretty penny like I, I figure square has a price and whatever that price is is probably going to be a, a pretty lofty one but um because look at uh was it io uh or interactive io uh yeah, IO when they let them go with uh hitman because i think they have the hitman they own the, license they own, the io owns hitman yeah they yeah. own it and then i guess square has like some sort of like unwritten rule they get first right refusal for publishing or something but that's like limited i think to this last one like three i think was the last deal of it mm-hmm. type of deal or maybe maybe it was like you know an option where they have to ask them and then you know square can say yes or no and then they can go elsewhere type of deal but I could totally see Crystal Dynamic being a or becoming a member of the Xbox Studios family. Uh, Ideos Montreal, it's it's a tough one because even though they say, you know, Gal- uh, Gardens of the Galaxy underperformed or didn't meet expectations, which is like their famous line that they mm-hmm. like to say for their Western studios. I kind of like what Dreadpool was saying where maybe they're manipulating stuff to avoid having to pay those bonuses. Cause uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, people could fly kind of ran into the same thing where it's like, we didn't get paid or we didn't get enough money. Oh, and people want to blame game pass when it was like square was like, Oh, you, you guys didn't meet the number that we uh, put forth, but you, you guys added a zero at the end or something. So what, what is, what's that about? So, it's hard to say 
um, not knowing what what uh, Square's numbers are, if they say, oh, you know, you have to sell four million copies, and then when they sell four million, oh, we meant fourteen million. You didn't see the one in front. Yeah, you, <laughs> you, you missed the mark. Um, so, Square, it it seems like their Western uh, uh, studios are the redheaded stepchild kind of thing. <laughs> Allowing them to work with Xbox, I I think is kind of like a test thing. And then it's like, you know, you use, you, when you do a test drive for a car, it's like, Hey, Xbox, you like these guys, right? Yeah. Let's, let's see how they work out for you. And then meanwhile, the, the number crunchers at square is like, well, if they seem like they're happy with them, we could bump that price up. Like we could probably get like two or 3 billion. No, make that 6 billion. Yeah. Yeah. When they come back, we'll, we'll tell them it's 6 billion and see if Microsoft opens up the checkbook. But it, it just seems like, Crystal Dynamics, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they wind up parting ways from uh, from Square Enix. IOS Montreal, I think they might try to hold on to for a higher price. Like I said, with the underperforming or Guardians of the Galaxy underperforming, supposedly, it still seemed like it did well enough compared to like uh, the Avengers anyway. (laughs) I think the Avengers probably had a nicer opening uh, or a launch. And then it kind of died after that. I think Gardens of the Galaxy, the only thing I could see is that they may not have brought in as much money just because of the holiday sales, because of the timing of its launch. But I, I think it did fairly well. And now with it being, you know, pretty much paid to be in Game Pass, I'm, I would have to believe whatever numbers they fell short on. I'm pretty sure Square kind of made Microsoft pay that difference. So it was worth their while. Hmm. Um, but they they may want to hold on to them for at least for like a Guardians of the Galaxy 2 or or another Marvel license that they may uh, get in the near future type of thing. But um, yeah, oh, it, it, it would be awesome. I know Speculation Town, it's always sunny and rainbows and things like that. But yeah, I, I would definitely look forward to Crystal Dynamics. Would be nice if we could get uh, EDOS Montreal. Um, the Laura Croft or, or Tomb Raider in general would be cool. And I like Crispy's idea as far as uh, Pitfall Harry <laughs> type of deal. That, that would uh, be an awesome way to kind of, you know, have more synergy between the, the different, you know, studios within with under or which is under the Microsoft umbrella. But um, yeah, it, I, I could see Microsoft paying that price because right now that would be an easy fit for Crystal Dynamics. They can, you know, continue that on so many different ways or, or, you know, re not really rehash, but, you know, take Laura to different parts of the world or, yeah. you know, different dimensions if well, possible because there what, have been certain things well, like that. Well no, what it would before. do is it would give them the third person uh star character that yes. people have been asking for. Uh if, if you wanted anyone to go up against Nathan Drake and 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 a new uh uncharted, it would be mm-hmm. Laura Laura Croft. Oh, definitely. Definitely. It would yeah. be awesome. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Uh, Web Dave, let's get your final opinion on this. I'm going to talk some House of the Dead remake confirmed to release April 7th. But Web Dave, what, what are your thoughts on this, man? I mean, w- w- would these two studios fit Microsoft ga- Xbox Game Studios, right? And and, and what, are you, what are your thoughts on the Tomb Raider character? I, I think it's Microsoft has to go out and get her. I agree. I really do. Um, I, I think it'd be a perfect fit. Both of those, um, those teams are excellent, I think. I mean... <clears throat> If they don't meet the level of, you know, Square Enix's bar, whatever. 
I think <laughs> I think they're they're great teams, and and uh, it it does make sense that since they're already um, uh, Crystal D is already working uh, that close with uh, with Microsoft. Um, I mean, I, I agree with you that I think the deal is probably already as close to being done as it can be. That um, that maybe they're just waiting to make announcements. Um, since they're not acquiring the whole company, there is definitely some leeway in what they have to disclose at what time. So those can be, you know, papers can be ready for final approval, final whatever. Uh, I believe they can actually sell studios within them and studio and then also IPs without necessarily the whole board's approval. I could be wrong, but it seems like it's something that it makes sense, especially if they're putting them down that much that, uh, you know, it's almost like driving their own price down yeah, to get much. rid of them. Yeah. You know, so you know, why would you do that unless you just, you know, they want to clean house and, and focus their finances, you know, where they need right now. They're making a ton of money on Final Fantasy 14. Yeah. I mean, a ton of money, which is great. Great for them. But um, so that's that seems like that's gearing toward their focus and some of these other ones, if they say it's not meeting their expectations, you know, they, I'm sure they paid a lot of money to have, um, you know, to be able to make these uh, Avenger games. Um, so oh, yeah, the, the licensing <laughs> fees alone must be ridiculous. So, so they, they, they may be ready to just cut their losses and then just, you know, move ahead. Um, and, and maybe that's, that's one of the you know things that, that are coming up, but I, I really do think that it is, uh, it is a, it is a strong possibility that's going to happen or is already in the works. And we just, they haven't made it official or announced it to the, to all of us yet. And they may be waiting for a good opportunity, you know, at whatever E3 type show or, you know, maybe the gamer awards uh, this year. Yeah. You know, maybe well, something yeah, like yeah, that. You know, I mean, we could, we, I mean, 2018, we saw five studios get announced. Yep. So this wouldn't surprise me. And again, it, it, it's a little different now because, it, you know, they don't want any reg, anything to happen with the regulators when it comes to uh, the most important thing. And that's bringing Activision Blizzard to Xbox. Uh, and, uh, but I think smaller studios like uh, Hoglaw was saying are potentially possible. Uh, folks, listen, we're at the one hour and 36 mark of today's show. I don't want to end the show early. Uh, we did plow through uh, the topics, but I do want to bring up one that Dreadpool dropped into uh, the DM. And, and again, this this is probably going to hit or miss with a lot of people here. Not for me, not for Mrs. Boom, because I'm a huge House of the Dead fan, and so is she. Well, we have confirmation from, again, VGC, Video Games Chronicle, the House of the Dead remake has been dated for the Nintendo Switch with a new trailer. I just watched the trailer. It is pretty dope. Uh, it's coming to the Switch, uh, and it looks fan-freaking-tastic. Uh, on April 7th, pre-orders go up on March 31st. Though I didn't see any guns available for it. Like, they wouldn't, like, you know, it's like a special edition pack, which is, I think, a big missed opportunity because I would buy that in a, in a heartbeat. Yep. You know, you don't want to hold a the Wiimote thing, Jig. you want to actually, you know, you want, you know, you want, you want to hold like a Light gun. guns. Yeah. But, uh, Dreadpool, take this away for us, brother. This is you're, you're, you're our horror enthusiast. Are you excited for this? Woo. Yes. I mean, <laughs> come on now. You know, we're going back to old school days. We're, we're old school a... Sega, man. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. So let's get another movie. Um, uh, Oh, wait, we're talking about games. Um, 
<laughs> yes, there was a movie. Uh, a it couple was terrible movies. too, by the way. A couple of them. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, no, this this would be cool. You know what I mean? And there are light guns out there that work with modern um, HD TVs. You mm-hmm. know, the LCDs. That, but it still hasn't hit mass market to do anything like that. Now, with them using the Nintendo Joy Cons. Um, that would be a nice little spin on it because now you don't have to buy this thing um, that everybody has. And some of the, some of them actually look pretty cool. Some of them have extra gadgets and gizmos, so that way a laser is actually shot onto your TV and has to capture it. And if there's a glare or this or that, it, it, it's, it's kind of one of those iffy things. Um, it's no longer how it used to be on the CRTs. So whatever Nintendo is going to do, I, I think they'll have a nice... Um, work around for it with with their controllers, um, but I can't imagine doing it on the small screen. So it's it's going to have to be something with. I'm thinking maybe like more of a, a for FPS like a first person shooter style, but it would be so cool to get back into that universe. We're talking about zombies, um, just zombies, right? <laughs> it's it, it's going to be fun. It, I I. This is one that I'm actually looking forward to. Um, I only have like three or four games on the Switch because I just don't play it. It's it. I bought it for the wife, and eh, you know, I played a couple of it. I, I bought the Zelda because of King David. I played for a good hour, and I just haven't had the 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 energy to go back to playing it. And I loved what I played, you know. So it's just. It's just one of those things. I I just I don't know what it is. I, I even have a pro controller, and eh, it, you know. But this, I think I'll be playing a little bit more than just an hour. I think I'll be going back a couple more times. Uh, is it nostalgia? Probably, but I can't wait to see how they're going to pull this off. And if if they pull it off right, I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to myself. I honestly I can't wait. I I think it's going to be dynamite. To be honest, it looks good so far. For yeah. I mean, for what they didn't really show us, but so far, keep an open mind. Things can change. Mm-hmm. Uh, my excitement might be dismay that I was so excited for false advertising, but. <laughs> let's 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 give them the benefit of the doubt because you know you come up with something like this and you're coming back yeah if they do this right this can bring back that genre again yeah no i i i'd love to see more more come back i'd like to see virtual cop i'd like to see house of the dead 2 we'll obviously see how this how this actually yeah. let's uh, uh you know how it how it does but i'm excited nonetheless let's keep uh, typing of the dead away though <laughs> I, I did not like typing the dead. I actually, I, I'm not a fan of it. Yeah, it was a good I, I, idea. It was a good idea. But yeah, let's keep it away. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Crispy, let's get your opinion on this, brother. You obviously like somewhat horror games. I don't know if you have a Switch in, in the house, but this is something that it would, I think is going to bring a lot of people to the Switch. I mean, it's again, it, it's, it's premiering on the Switch. I would imagine that at some point, you're going to find this on Xbox. You're going to find it on PlayStation. I think it was a, they, they found it was, I don't know why, it was rated for Stadia. Go figure. Uh, I mean, is this something that you could get into? Uh, it really depends on, you know, what their workaround is for the, the gun. 
Uh, I would really like to have that. I mean, that, that would bring back some old arcade nostalgia right there. Um, also, I think, uh, you know, the Switch hasn't been played in so long, you know. It's about time to dust it off. So uh, we'll see what, what more uh, we see from it. And, um, you know, lately uh, my girlfriend's son's been on this Nerf gun kick, so I think I can get him to play it. So, you know, it's one of those things like he's got like an arsenal of Nerf guns. Uh, I don't know. It's just his thing <laughs> right now. And so, you know, if they have some kind of nice little gun thing that we can use, um, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Nintendo usually likes to sell those peripherals, but it's whether you can get your hands on them. That's the problem. Um, so we'll see what happens. But yeah, definitely interested. Absolutely. Yeah, sounds good. And Web Dave, let's, let's get your final opinion on this, brother, and we'll get everyone out of here. Uh, I mean, is is this a day? And, as for me, it's day and date. Uh, I, like I said, I'm I'm actually disappointed that there isn't uh, like a gun package that right. they, that, that, that comes with it. But again, may, maybe there is, and we just don't know it. But what 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 are what are your thoughts on House of the Dead returning a remake? Oh, I love it. I think the game was great. I played it in the arcades. Uh, it, it was it was great. Now. <clears throat> There is a possibility, and it's very slim, but they do have options because they did make the cardboard virtual reality type things where you could actually, they actually made like a shotgun type um, <clears throat> weapon or whatever for uh, using the light controllers that made out of, out of the cardboard pack uh, from Nintendo because I had that set. Um, but you could uh, you could definitely see them doing something like that because you know one of the remotes has a little sensor on the end, infrared type sensor. You know, it could, could be utilized uh, with any TV. Um, so so there is possibility if they wanted to do uh, something like that, utilize that to where it wouldn't be an expensive cost. Heck, they could probably even package the cardboard gun in with the retail version, you know, for maybe not even any extra cost or much extra cost, if you know, to, to have it included. Um, that's a possibility. Uh, I'm with you. I would definitely much rather play it. Uh, with a light gun of some kind, and there may be yeah. a third party type gun uh, that it, that is coming out for it. So that would definitely be uh, a better way to play it. Uh, I've played, um, um, you know, Konami had a few of their uh, games that they had. Um, uh, was it Time Crisis? Um, well, on the yeah, lo I love Time Crisis on the PlayStation. Uh, oh, yeah. It was the PlayStation 2, if I'm yeah, not mistaken. I, I had that with the red and blue gun. Yes. You know, you plugged in and, and used it. A lot of wires, but still, yeah, man, exactly. it's like awesome. It's still awesome. <clears throat> but it was play. fun. It was fun. I mean, I even enjoyed way back in the day with, the, you know, with Duck Hunt. I enjoyed, the, you know, playing with the, uh, with the light scope and the uh, Miniser from Sega. You know, so there's definitely, um, I think, it's kind of a niche thing for sure, but uh, but boy, it'd be fun. Nostalgia be damned. I think it'd be great, especially if they made it to where whatever they used for it could be something they could open up for other games that they could make available. I say bring them all back. Uh, there you go. Sega has a Sega has an uh, an incredible history when it when it comes to light light gun shooters. And why not? Uh, it, Nick's in the chat says I missed the light gun light gun uh, games. You know what? The one that I played that I don't know if it would ever come back. And I don't. I think Sega actually made it. I don't know if there would be a licensing issue. Does anyone remember playing Aliens? 
in the uh, with with the big pulse rifle guns. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. oh man, Baby dude, busters. those were great. The Terminator they had, they had uh they had the so many. Guns. Listen, <laughs> I'm an old arcade nerd, bro, and I remember dropping dollars into these things and I would gladly play them on the Switch. I mean, I play again, for me, I play the Switch every day because I play Animal Crossing. Yes, I know I'm a nerd, but um, I play with the missus and she loves it. And I, I actually I actually quite enjoy it. But listen, real quick, let me catch up with some of the super chats and we'll get everyone out of here so you can start your weekend off on the right foot. Private chat, let me get to it. JC Claramore, uh Carla Moore drops an outstanding two dollars super chat and he says he wants Jack Black for the Pitfall commercial. <laughs> That would be kind of dope. I'm not going to front. I love Jack Black. Harry Balls in the chat drops an outstanding $2 super chat and says, Soul Reaver, Legacy of Kane, Tomb Raider, let's go. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm with you. I say if you're going to buy all these old IPs, those are two you definitely should get. And TK Chillin with the outstanding and extreme generous $20 super chat says happy Friday great discussion as usual thank you TK definitely appreciate that but listen folks that is going to be your breakfast with boom for this Friday I hope you enjoyed the conversation I thought everyone really brought their a game uh for me I thought the conversation of the day was certainly Gran Turismo 7 um I think that it is marred in controversy uh, you know, going all the way back to Survivor, get, not getting a copy because of a, a review that they did uh, that was uh, questioned by SIE. I think that if, in fact, that is brought to, to, to fruition and that is, the fact, the case, uh, we need to, as content creators, take SIE to task. People are allowed to not like your game. Uh, but also, they also reserve the right not to give out a game for, for review. But again, I, you know, it, it, I think it's questionable uh, for sure. And, of course, the other two conversations. And now the third one with House of the Dead. I, I had a great time with it. I hope you did as well. And if you did, please consider hitting the like button. We had almost 400 people here, which is awesome. Um, and uh, let's get to the outros. We'll start first with our newest member, Web Dave. You delivered as, as expected. Uh, please, by all means, sell your brand. Tell everyone where they can reach out to you on social media. But more importantly, subscribe to your YouTube channel. Thank you so much. Uh, this was great. Um, um, I'm super excited to, to be on the panel and uh, look forward to many, many, many until you get rid of me days to come. <laughs> so, but, uh, but yeah, everybody can uh, easy to reach me. If you go to our webpage uh, is the easiest way, which is outbreakpodcast.com. And then there's links right in the front of it where you can click right through to our uh, YouTube page and subscribe. Definitely need the subscriber base up, but hopefully we can we can get that to, to happen. This is, it's been growing. Got some great shows. Just have just dropped the Mag interview. Nice. And yeah, that was boy, good. I listened. Uh, to that. that was excellent. It, thank you, thank you. He was he was really good. Um, this uh, Monday, I've got uh, Wandering Dutch uh, coming up, and then uh, and I've got um, some other ones uh, that are in the can that nice. I'll be announcing uh, soon. Um, got mother more interviews to do. I've got uh, Boxenberger. Uh, in queue to, to to interview him so pretty excited it's, it's great and again thank you all very much um for being so welcoming the chat and everybody here and um let's get to gaming because i know boom it's about time to play some elder ring and oh hell yeah you know what i'm doing right <laughs> after that real quick uh, back from the dead in the chat says resident evil umbrella chronicles and dark side oh Re resident evil umbrella and dark side chronicles were great on-rail shooters uh, that you use with the Wiimote. I remember that I own that. I actually think I might still own that. It might be in storage. 
Uh, yeah, these were great light gun games. A lot of people don't know that Resident Evil actually had light gun games, and they were pretty dope. Uh, but uh, Fuzzy Bovedere, I mean, listen, uh, obviously you did a great, uh, you know, uh, uh, write-up uh, of what your thoughts were for Gran Turismo 7. If people want to reach out to you on social media, potentially strike up a conversation and check out your YouTube channel that is dedicated to the racing genre, where can they go for that? Well, I want to thank you for having me on today and welcoming of uh, Dave on here. It's awesome to have you and your your thoughts and everything as far as for the uh, for these topics and all the ones to come in the future. <clears throat> Always great to be on here with Crispy and Dreadpool. It was also good to have uh, BitCloud in here for a bit. But uh, man, oh man, I <laughs> for anybody that wants to hear my rambling about uh, GT7 <laughs> or just racing games in general, you can definitely find me on Twitter at Fuzzy underscore Belvedere or search on YouTube for Fuzzy underscore Belvedere. I'm going to put up some of the replays and might do some side-by-side -side comparison and a little bit more, I guess, in-depth on my thoughts on the game. It will be more enjoyable once I get past this, you know, grind of progression. But uh, yeah, it, it's we we gotta you know give our feedback to the devs and hopefully they listen and we'll we'll go from there. But uh, it was awesome being here today. Awesome having everybody that was participating in the chat. And man, thank you so much for letting me be a part of it. Yeah, it's great to have you here. And uh, Dreadpool, let's get you on out of here, brother. Where can people reach out to you and potentially check out Breaking Bread with Dread? Oh, yes. Uh, first of all, thank you to the chat for everybody that shows up. Uh, I'm going to call somebody out here. Elias, um, I got to say one thing to you. Calispera. Okay, so anyway, he knows what I'm talking about. Uh, you guys don't. The, the, no, nothing, nothing bad. I just say good evening in Greek. Okay, so anyway. Excellent. excellent. Thank you, Web Dave. Welcome. Uh, congratulations. Welcome to the friday show thank you so anyway uh yes uh it's always great to see fuzzy and crispy and bad bit um uh, bit cloud uh, it would have been nice to see bad bit actually but either way thanks boom thanks for running these shows for us and and having us on uh thanks to the listeners for coming in here thanks to everybody that actually participates and chats with us you know th this is the the beauty of this stuff we get to to talk games you know we, we're not talking anything bad we're, we're you know having conversations we're learning from each other and this is how it's supposed to be so on that note breaking bread with dread it's on anchor spotify apple podcast google podcast check it out um like i said the last one we um it was uh italian clowns and myself and we went to this um this nice little restaurant and just check it out and find out where we went and that's that's yeah. where we got the drinks was uh, right around the corner from there um Linktree's got all my links. I actually sold one of my Metroid Dread shirts just the other day. So nice, if you're looking dude. at it, yeah, check it out. Um, so Linktree's got the links to all that stuff. YouTube, uh, I've been streaming a lot more. I've been trying to put other content out, but I just haven't been able to get it, like, tweaked the way I like it. So it's on hold. But I'm streaming. So, yeah, definitely check it out. Twitter, Dreadpool, is all, uh, the O's are zeros. TikTok, there's even... Uh, hover gg uh it's i'm out there so just look it up you'll find me if you don't see my dreadpool dude logo then it's not me nice nice well listen uh, th thanks again for being here every each and every week love with the energy that you bring and of course last and no way least 
my brother crispy bomb tell everyone where they can find you on social media and what else you got going on dude uh, always a pleasure gentlemen dave welcome and uh at crispy bomb on twitter crispy bomb 28 xbox live uh tonight i am ending my 24-hour marathon of podcasting on Doomslayers Den, <laughs> 6 30 p.m. So yeah, and then I'm gonna take a nice, nice three-day break, and then you'll nice. find me back on the Retro Renegades Tuesday night, 7 p.m. We got the next podcast Thursday, 8 p.m. And of course, back here on Breakfast at Boom Friday, 10 a.m. Ah, thank you so much for that. And of course, I want to close. I'll say a big thank you to all the super chats that continue to come in. Support Double Barrel Gaming. Obviously, we turn those around into giveaways, and we have a couple of big ones coming soon. It'll be as soon as we we figure out the finances and exactly what we are giving away. Uh, uh, you know, we will obviously make that announcement. And of course, I'm going to close out the show, folks, with something that is important to me. Hopefully, one day it'll be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught us when we were young. And he said, "Some treat others." how you want to be treated. And also it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules and I can guarantee you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. Have a great weekend. Enjoy playing whatever you're playing on. And we'll see you next week on the newest episode of breakfast with boom.